0: Hello, my gardening friends and welcome back to the just grow something podcast this garden talk tuesday we're going to talk a little bit about planting strawberry plants but planting them in the fall now there is a difference between planting strawberry plants in the spring which you typically are going to see in the home garden, and planting them in the fall. In the spring, you are normally finding bare root strawberry plants, and they are the least expensive way to have strawberries growing in your garden. But the difference with spring-planted strawberries is that you're going to want to pinch off all of those blooms that appear during the first growing season, because pinching off these first season blooms is going to force more growth into the plant. So by the second season, they'll kick off with lots more new growth. But Commercial farms plant almost exclusively in the fall. As a matter of fact, we have just planted two more beds of fall strawberries and we have two more that are ready to go in over the next week or so when the weather cooperates. So I'm going to cover this episode about why and how you would want to plant strawberry plants in the fall. And I'll also include links on where to find fall strawberry plants to be able to put into your garden. So let's jump into planting strawberries in the fall. So let's be very clear that for some zones, USDA hardiness zones, um, it may be too late to get fall strawberries in the ground. But any of you who are in zone six or warmer do still have a chance. If you can find plants or if you have plants on hand, well... Do you have plants on hand? Yeah. I mean, did you grow strawberries in hanging baskets this year? Oftentimes, you will go to the nursery and they will have hanging baskets uh, full of strawberry plants that are intended to be hung outside your porch and you can harvest off them all during the season. And then they intend for you to just let those kind of die. And then you go back and buy another one in the spring. But if those plants are still alive, you can absolutely use them as transplants. Um, Do you have a current bed of strawberries? If so, you can take the runners from those strawberries if they are outgrowing the bed that you have them in, and you can root them and use them as transplants. If that's not an option... I'm also going to link in the show notes to some online suppliers that um, actually do have rooted strawberry plants for sale in the fall. And if you're in a warmer climate, you might be lucky and you may be able to find them in a local nursery. Now, if you are in a colder climate, then you may have to wait. You may decide that um, you're going to have to do some spring-planted strawberries from bare roots. And that's okay. I'm going to do a full episode on growing strawberries here later on. But I thought that it might be a good idea for those of you who have the opportunity for me to be able to just jump in here really quickly and do something about the fall-planted strawberries. So this will be sort of a quick down-and-dirty episode. Um, but it will give you a general idea of what it is to look for and how to go about planting strawberries in the fall. So the first thing we have to understand is that there are different varieties of strawberries and they produce differently. So there are June-bearing, ever-bearing, And day neutral varieties of strawberries. So, June bearing strawberry plants usually produce one really vigorous crop of large, juicy strawberries, and they're in the spring to the early summer. So, that being said, those plants usually produce little to no fruit in their first growing season if you're planting them from bare root. Plants in the spring. So that's why you generally are pinching back any flowers and the runners, allowing that plant to put all of its energy into healthy root development in the first season. The difference with that, if you're planting them in the fall, is that if you are planting them early enough before your first frost or before your Persephone period, that plant is going to get the opportunity to be able to root in really well. So that comes spring, when they start to produce their blooms, you're not going to have to pinch them back. You will actually get a harvest the very first spring. Now, June-bearing strawberries usually form their flower buds um, when the day length is less than 10 hours per day. So timing your fall planting is essential. You want to really make sure that you have at least six to eight weeks before your first frost or before your Persephone period in uh, more temperate regions to be able to get them in the ground. Um you usually will pick June bearing strawberries during a sort of two to three week period in the very late spring and the early summer. That's when the fruits are starting to ripen. Some of the most popular June bearers are Early Glow, Honey Oi, All Star, and Jewel. Um, We've actually, like I mentioned earlier, just planted uh, two beds of Chandler strawberries. They are a June bearing. And then we actually have two more beds that are going in and they are of Ruby June. The fun fact about that is we actually didn't order the Ruby June. Um, We went in with um, a local co-op and we all, a bunch of us growers, ordered a bunch of strawberries as plants for fall planting to be able to save on the shipping and save on the cost. We ended up getting a really good deal and we actually had had ordered 200 of the Chandler strawberries, but when we got them home after pickup, even though the outside box was labeled as Chandler, both of the trays that we pulled out of one of the boxes was labeled as Ruby June. Now, I'm not too mad about it because after researching what the Ruby June was, Um, I'm actually kind of excited to see how it does in comparison to the Chandler. So Chandler and Ruby June are both um, commercial varieties of uh, June-bearing strawberry plants. Now, because June-bearing strawberry plants bloom and fruit so early in the season... The fruits can be damaged or killed by late spring frosts in cooler climates. We have had this happen frequently. So you can either use cold frames or row covers to help prevent frost damage. Um, A lot of gardeners in cooler climates will grow both everbearing and June bearing varieties to make sure that they have plenty of harvestable fruit. It depends on how much you like the strawberries. Um, June bearing plants are actual, um more heat tolerant than the ever bearing strawberries. So they tend to do better in climates that have really hot summers, which is why we choose to do June bearing plants because we do have very, very hot summers here. So now ever-bearing strawberries will typically bear fruit two to three times per year, and you should see your first strawberries in the first year of planting, regardless of if you plant in the spring or the fall. You generally will get two strawberry harvests, one in the late spring and then one in the late summer or the early fall. If you're really lucky, depending on your climate, you might actually get a third harvest in the late fall. Now, some of the popular ever-bearing varieties are Ozark Beauty and Seascape. The only problem with ever-bearing strawberries is that they have a tendency to be much smaller. Um, But they are a really good option if you are in a fairly um, temperate climate and it really doesn't matter whether or not you plant them in the spring or in the fall. You should get a good harvest the very first year. Now, there are also day-neutral strawberries. Those flower all throughout the summer months and into the fall. Um, They will provide fruit well after the June-bearing strawberries have stopped. The productivity and the fruit quality of the day-neutral strawberries are actually supposed to be much better than the old ever-bearing types that I just talked about, like the Ozark Beauty and the Seascape. Day-neutral strawberries will produce a good yield in the first year they're planted, if they're planted in the spring, and they will still be producing fruit in October during milder years. Again, the drawback to day-neutral strawberries is that they produce much smaller strawberries than the June-bearing and even smaller than the ever-bearing strawberry variety. So That's something to take to take into consideration when you're planting your strawberries. And just like any other crop, you really have to evaluate how it is that you plan on using your strawberry beds. If you are like most families that I know, you actually consume more fruits than you do vegetables. At least that's the case in our house. And you can't always produce as much fruit as you can vegetables because fruits seem to take a little bit more time. They take more effort. They take a little bit more attention. they Most instances are um, perennials, so you have to have a permanent space for them. And so if you can get something that actually produces a good amount, then you're in luck. Strawberries usually fit that bill. But you have to decide as a family whether or not you are just going to use them as fresh throughout the season. And that's how you utilize them the best, or do you want plenty of fresh throughout the season, but then you also want extra in order to be able to freeze or to can um, the strawberries that you get out of your garden. So this is what helps you decide whether you want a June bearing or an ever bearing um, or a day neutral variety. I can tell you we grow June bearing simply because we get that large flush all at once. Um, When you're dealing with a large customer base like we do, you really need to have a, a, a much higher volume of strawberries in order to be able to present them all at once. Now, when it was just us growing just for our family, I actually used to plant everbearing types. And Ozark Beauty was uh, the very first strawberry that I planted. Um, You got fewer of them all at once, but it was more of a continuous type of thing. So we had enough to be able to eat fresh all throughout the the season. But I didn't really get enough of a flesh all at once to be able to freeze as much as I wanted to. So what I found to be the best solution as a home gardener was to plant one variety of everbearing. Um I hadn't really messed with the day neutral varieties at that point, but it was an everbearing variety. And then I also planted a variety of June bearing. And so what I got was The ever-bearing strawberries that we were able to pick off of, the kids could walk out there, they could pick them right out of the patch and they could eat them. We had them every week as far as, you know, into our smoothies or into our cereal or as far as our desserts was concerned. But then the June bearing would give me a large flush so I could harvest enough at that point to be able to make strawberry jam. Or be able to freeze them for using in pies and cakes and and breads and stuff later on. So um, really, just like anything else in your garden, evaluate what it is or how it is that you want to utilize your strawberry crop. And that is going to help you figure out what type of strawberries you want to plant. Now the best location for growing your strawberries is going to be some place where the soil is well drained, it stays evenly moist, is more sandy, and has substantial organic matter. And so you don't want it to be where it constantly stays wet. This is actually been an issue in our area because we have such a high clay content in our soil. So our most productive strawberry beds have been either in raised beds or in beds that have been highly amended with a good amount of compost to not only break up some of the soil content, but also to adjust the pH. The pH for a strawberry bed should be between 5.5 and 6.5. And that is basically a little bit more acidic than what your normal vegetable beds are. So to keep that in mind when you're figuring out where you want to plant your strawberries. Now, Specifically with fall planted strawberries, you do not want to add a fertilizer directly below the plants where you're going to transplant them. So don't fertilize into the row or the trench that you're going to plant your strawberries in you actually may burn those transplants. So if you're going to plan for a fall bed, either plan well ahead, which I know if you're listening to this episode right now, you obviously haven't planted well ahead. So at that point, don't amend the soil directly underneath where those plants are going to be. If you need to fertilize at all, go ahead and do sort of a top dressing or a side dressing in the fall and then try it again in the spring. And this is really only... If you have tested that your fertilizer, I'm sorry, if you have tested that your soil is depleted in some way, um, a, a scheme of like two pounds of a 10, 5, 10 fertilizer per hundred square feet of raised bed or for 10 feet of row would be appropriate so long as you are not doing it immediately prior to planting. You can do this after you have planted by putting at least a quarter of that over the top um, and then just kind of doing the rest of it along the outer edges as a side dressing. Now, when you're talking about planting strawberries in a home garden, generally speaking, the Best recommendation is a hill system where you've got like six or eight inches of mounded soil and you're planting those strawberries 18 to 24 inches apart. Um, Drip irrigation is the best that actually keeps the leaves free of irrigation water. overhead watering for strawberries can sometimes be benef- beneficial in certain aspects, but in most instances you're just inviting disease to come in. So um, you really don't want to overhead water if it's at all possible. You also want to make sure that you have some sort of a weed barrier, whether it's a um, a plastic or it's a, a landscape fabric or um straw or hay like what we use and that's going to reduce weed growth and it's also going to reduce the, the possibility of the soil splashing onto the leaves. Strawberries do really, really well when they are planted in a raised bed. So you can use weed barriers and drip irrigation. Um, it also just helps with some of the airflow Um, compost is a really good idea for strawberries. They love compost. They love the added organic material. And, uh, and so that's a a really good way to amend your garden beds or your raised beds, or even your small containers, which we'll talk about here in a minute, um, for your strawberries. Now, if you are planting strawberries in the fall, you are going to be planting, rooted strawberry plants. Bare root strawberry plants in the fall are not a really good idea because they just don't seem to have the same kind of hardiness that a plant that is already rooted in some soil is going to give you. So when you transplant them, you want to spread those roots out sort of in a fan shape and you want to set them into moist soil at the correct depth. What I mean by that is you do not want to cover the crown of the strawberry plant with any sort of dirt or leave its roots exposed above the soil level. So you want to plant the strawberry plant at the same level it was in the pot or container that you got it in and make sure that the roots are thoroughly buried you want them spaced about 12 to 18 inches apart. Make sure that you kind of check with the variety. Hopefully there's a tag or some instructions from the grower that will tell you how far apart you want them. Um, 18 inches is great. 12 inches is fine for certain varieties. You just don't want them too close together because again, the more you restrict that airflow, the more you're inviting plant diseases. When you plant them, pack the soil firmly around the roots and then make sure that they are really well watered. Especially in the fall when in some areas you really are seeing some of the hottest um, temperatures of the season. You want to make sure that they stay evenly moist until those roots can get established. One thing to think about before you choose a site where your strawberries are going to be planted is that you don't want to plant them where you have planted tomatoes, peppers, um, potatoes, or eggplant anytime in the last three to four years. You know, I constantly preach um, crop rotation and those plants that are in the Solanaceae family carry the root rot fungus Verticillium. Well, verticillium will also attack strawberries. So you don't want to plant strawberries anywhere where you have had any of those crops in the last few years. You also don't want to plant strawberries into any area where you have just kind of recently broken up grass or sod areas. Um, You very well may end up with some really heavy weed problems, and you may also have grubs, which is a common turf pest that will also feed on your strawberry plant roots. So choose a site where you've, you've amended properly. Um, it's been fallow of any of these grass or sod and where there is ready access to a water supply. So for that good plant growth um, during those first few weeks, you really want to make sure that you can get water to them. Now, I say that, and yet we actually have to hand water our strawberry plants in the field that we've planted them in because, as I've mentioned before, we generally don't irrigate. We rely a lot on Mother Nature and on heavy layers of mulch. And so, when we put a new perennial crop in, like these strawberries that we're putting in this fall, we actually have to hand water. So, we're filling five gallon buckets and we are hauling them up there and we are watering them uh, during the, the time when we don't get any rain, which has literally been like the last two weeks. It's been bone dry. So, we're anticipating some rain this week. And so, fingers crossed, we won't have to haul any water for the next few days. So, now you know what a proponent of mulch I am and that does not exclude strawberries. Um, You definitely want to mulch your strawberries, especially when you're planting them in the fall. You want to retain that moisture as much as possible, but you also want to apply mulch over strawberries right after your first really hard freeze because you want to protect those plants from any extreme winter cold and from damage to the roots caused by rapid freezing and thawing of the soil now of course this is going to depend on your growing area so if you're like in southern california obviously this isn't a problem for you but you are still going to want to mulch your strawberries to make sure that they are getting protection from the ever-changing elements and that they are retaining their moisture now straw is most commonly used but pine needles or wood shavings or any other loose organic material will provide cover without matting over top of the strawberry plants. Now, we use hay sometimes when we need to. A lot of people don't like to because it can often contain weed seeds that are going to start to grow among your strawberry plants the next string, but you use what you have available to you. Just make sure you're spreading the mulch in sort of a fluffy layer Um, That is about three to six inches deep over the plants. Then in the early spring, pull the mulch back off of your plants and just leave it in between um, in the aisles, in the rows. This is going to you know, help you with a clean walkway. It's going to keep the fruit dry and clean. And if you have a frost that's predicted after the mulch has been removed, you can very quickly go out there and sort of pull it back over again for the night to protect those flower buds. You can also use um, floating the floating row covers that we've talked about before. You can place those over the plants. Those will provide some winter and frost protection. Um, they will create sort of a greenhouse effect. So. You might see the plants blooming a little bit earlier in the spring if you use um, row covers. Make sure you're putting them over the plants in the early fall um, or, you know, over the winter time. Plants covered in the fall will have a greater yield benefit from the covers, um, but additional mulch like the straw. Um, for extra winter protection will also help with this. So just make sure that you're pulling back the straw as soon as any kind of snow melts or in the late March when things start to warm up. And you can leave the row covers in place until you start to see those buds start coming out and then you can pull it back. So you might get an earlier production um, of your strawberries if you do it this way. Now, what about if you have strawberries right now that are in containers? A lot of the time when you have container plantings of strawberries, they are in barrels or they're in strawberry pots or in these sort of pyramids, and they are elevated above ground level. So they're much more highly exposed to cold winter temperatures. So you can expect that they're going to have additional winter damage to the roots and the crowns and the fruit buds. So if you plan on keeping them in these containers, you're going to have to take a little bit extra care um, to provide adequate winter protection. So any of these pyramids or any of these things need to be mulched really well. Um, If you have sort of a strawberry pyramid that is in a raised bed or ground thing, you really want to mulch them with about six to eight inches of straw. After the soil is frozen, it's because if you mulch them before the soil freezes, you may actually warm up that soil to encourage additional growth, which may eventually end up damaging those plants in the long run. So, after the soil is frozen or as close as it will get for your area, then you want to mulch them with about six to eight inches of straw or some other type of mulch. If you have barrels or you have containers of some sort, ideally, you want to move them to an unheated garage or other area for the winter. Um, You can let them overwinter in those areas, making sure that you are adding a little bit of water about once a month or so just to keep the roots moist. Um, but if it's something that can't be moved, then you want to go ahead and wrap your barrel or your container in burlap or some other type of a sturdy fabric and then stuff it full of straw or hay or whatever else that you can get your hands on. Um This is the best case scenario in more temperate climates. You probably won't have a problem, but in some more colder areas, even with careful mulching, some plant injury actually can be expected during the severe winters. Um, So if, you know, you just do what you can, if you can't get them into the ground, you can't get them protected, just mulch them and, and protect them as best you can. So that's just some quick information about being able to plant your strawberries for the fall. I will absolutely do a much more extensive, usual sort of Garden Talk Tuesday episode with all of the scientific information and the background information about strawberries. But it was at the forefront of my brain since we are currently planting our fall strawberries. And so especially for my gardening friends in more temperate climates, um, you may very well still have access to rooted strawberry plants that you can get into the ground and actually have them ready to go for the spring. It's a really great way to kind of get that instant gratification for a perennial crop um, by planting them now and being able to yield something from them in the spring versus planting those bare root plants in the spring and having to wait an entire year before you get a crop from them. So, Any questions about planting fall strawberries, please feel free to jump into the Facebook group, the Just Grow Something Gardening Friends group, and I will happily answer that. You can also shoot me an email. Um, I will be back here again on Friday with another um, Focal Point Friday episode. In the meantime, have a fabulous week in the garden, and I will talk to you again soon. You've just listened to another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. Don't forget to download the episode after you've listened, rate and review us in your podcast player if that's an option, and follow us on Instagram at Just Podcast. All these things help gardeners like you find me and hopefully join the Just Grow Something family. Don't forget to send in those gardening questions through a voice message at the link in the show notes or via email to grow at JustGrowSomethingPodcast.com. Until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden, and I will talk to you again soon. I'd like to thank my patrons over on Patreon for supporting this and every episode of this podcast. Patrons of this show get access to exclusive content on the Patreon page, bonus hotshot episodes, monthly live Q&A sessions with me, Just Grow Something merchandise, and more. But above all, they get my undying gratitude for helping make this podcast possible and helping me reach for bigger goals, like stipends for guests, improved software and equipment, bonus content, and more. If you'd like to support the show by becoming a patron and also receive my undying gratitude, head over to patreon.com justgrowsomething something or use the link in the show notes.